0: and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Unscripted, the Cardiac Hill Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Cohen, with my partner, Jim Hammett. We are here to talk about this pit coaching search, which has gone on longer than some people would have hoped. Uh, That does not necessarily mean that anything is wrong. It's just sort of how things have worked out. Uh, so basically what we're going to do is we're going to break down what's happened and what we think of it and then we'll go from there. So it seems like uh, the, the most obvious thing and the, the number one thing that's affected this search is Dan Hurley, who was the number one choice all along out of Rhode Island uh, and Pitt made him an incredible offer and he waited a few days and then decided to, oh, and by the way, it's almost definite that his camp leaked the offer because the offer got out there, which by the way, is now hurting Pitt's chances, most likely because other coaches, now knowing how much Pitt would have paid for Dan Hurley, now want that kind of money, even if they aren't the top candidates. So that's a bit frustrating. But anyway, Dan Hurley decided to choose Yukon for less money. There's nothing Pitt could have done about that if he wanted to go to Yukon, if he felt the prestige there, if he wanted to stay in the Northeast. Pitt did all they could. They offered him more money uh, than than Yukon did. But because Dan Hurley waited uh, a few days, because uh, he his camp put the number out there for how much Pitt was going to be willing to pay him... That sort of slowed down everything else, because outside of that, there are reports, uh, at least, that there's Sean Miller, who apparently wants the job, but Pitt backed out, likely due to the legal ramifications and general counsel didn't want to face that. Um, Eric Musselman of Nevada has been a hot name, but... No one's sure if he'd be willing to to go east. They think he wants to stay in the Pac-12, so that name's not really gaining traction. The name Kevin Willard from Seton Hall was floated. There was some backlash, and then that just sort of went away. Uh, the name Hopkins from Washington was floated, but apparently that's not a real option. He's just using that for leverage uh, up at uh, at Washington. Then there are the names, Nate Oates from Buffalo and Earl Grant from Charleston. They've both signed extensions this month. Nate Oates might be an option, but he said it's not really an option, and Earl Grant just signed an extension, so we're not sure. Mark Schmidt from St. Bonaventure was interviewed. There was massive uh, uh, backlash from Pitt fans, uh, and then apparently he's out of the running, and, and Heather Like or whoever at the athletic department heard the backlash and backed out. And uh, and the name Tim for from Iona was floated, but that's not happening. So that's basically where we are, is that the Dan Hurley thing was always number one. By a mile, they went all out. Uh, and after that, it's, you know, taken sort of a while. And there have been these names that have been brought up, and and there's some fan reaction, and then nothing happens. And that's basically where we are. So, Jim, what do you think about everything that's happened?
1: Yeah, like you said, everything starts with the Dan Hurley situation and uh I, I I mean I I get the sentiment a lot of people think that he used Pitt to get more money out of Yukon and this and that and he was never really interested in the Pitt job. I still think he was interested in the Pitt job because I don't like Yukon still offered him significantly less money than Pitt. So I think he really really struggled with the decision I think he struggled leaving Rhode Island I think he struggled leaving 3.2 million dollars on the table for Pitt and I think you know at the end of the day I think he was most comfortable in New England and UConn's a better job than Rhode Island Um, I I mean I I think that's his logic Uh, for the people that don't think he was ever going to come here I don't think that's entirely true because nobody in the world can look at 3.2 million dollars over five years you know per year rather, and just say no. So I think he was genuinely interested, but at the end of the day, uh, just Pitt's just not in a very plum spot right now. I mean, you have roster turnover. They were terrible this year. Uh, It's a lot of work. So, you know, that's that's why that number was thrown out there for a guy like Hurley. It's It's going to take that kind of number for a lot of coaches to get them here. So first and foremost, it starts there. It didn't work out. And again, all along... We don't really know what's going on with Sean Miller. I don't think, you know, I think some people think they do. I think, you know, some people will say, oh, he was ready to sign on Wednesday. He was ready to commit. We'll never know. Maybe 20 years from now, we'll find out what happened two years ago. We'll find out what happened this year if he was seriously interested. And, like, for all we know, Heather, like, might have called him and he said, nah, I'm just going to wait it out at Arizona. I mean, like, there's some, you know, there's – because the whole thing with the Sean Miller thing – it's all behind closed doors. It's all, he said this, she said this, I know a donor up in Beaver County who's friends with the Millers and they said he's coming back. That's been the extent of the Sean Miller talk. Um, the, The only thing, the only difference this year is how he worded it. Whenever he denied the rumors, he didn't say he wasn't interested in the job. He said he wasn't a candidate. So I do believe Pitt and Sean Miller talked. I do believe that discussion was held. I do think those were all real things. But how serious, how close it ever got, I don't think we'll ever know. So, you know, after Dan Hurley, after Sean Miller, it's anyone's game at this point. Um, And we've heard a million names. And maybe one of the names that have been thrown out so far are real. And maybe one of them or maybe none of them are real. I mean, at this point, it's just so hard to say. You have guys like uh, Adam Zagoria, it seems like he throws out a different name every day. And like one makes less sense than the other. Then you have guys like Jeff Goodman saying, well, they've been interviewing candidates for three days now. And you have guys like John Rothstein, who's kind of making up rumors and Mm -hmm. saying, Pitt's not doing anything at all, which like has been refuted, even EJ Bergetti, the Pitt media relations, uh, more so on the football side, he came out and said, none of this is true. I don't know where you're getting your information. So I think on the outside, I think pit fans are panicking in general, just because pit fans—that's what they do. And from a media perspective, it kind of looks like Pit doesn't know what we're doing or they're doing. But we have no idea what they're doing. It, the the search might be going perfectly fine. It might be they might be doing exactly what they want to be doing, you know. You know, post Hurley, but it just looks like a mess. It probably looks like a bigger mess than it actually is.
0: Yeah, I I, I totally agree. I mean this. When you have a very clear, defined number one option, you do all that you can to go get that person. And that's exactly what Heather like did. Uh, she, uh, apparently, the budget has been about $3 million for the head coach and then a $1 million for the staff. And it, they probably made the $3 million offer. And then from what it sounds like, based on reporting, Hurley came back and said, can you do a bit better? And Pitt got all the way up to $3.2 million a year. Uh, and now whether he was using Pitt to, to get leverage out of UConn, I mean, that might be the case. May- and Maybe he was slightly interested in Pitt, but he always knew that he wanted to go to UConn and he wanted to get them as close as possible. And, and that there's a, there's a good chance that that is the case, but still Pitt did everything they could. Uh, it, but you know, ultimately Dan Hurley wanted to go to UConn. And again, it's unfortunate because that number was leaked and now maybe other coaches want that kind of money even if they don't, des- I mean, I mean, someone like Nate Oates at Buffalo, who I think m- almost all Pitt fans and analysts would say that would be a very good hire for Pitt, uh, but he hasn't done what Hurley has done. Now, you might have to overpay him, but by general accounts, like, he's not worth $3.2 million a year, um, so it's... We're
1: not even sure if Danny Hurley's worth $3.2 million a year. I mean, that was probably an overpay as well.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, yes, Pitt might be at a point where they have to overpay, but because that number was leaked, now, you know, Nate Oates might be asking for something like that, which is ridiculous. Now, you might have to pay it, but it's, it's ridiculous that, that a coach from Buffalo, who's been there for three years, would command that sort of money. So... You know, Pitt's at a tricky spot right now. Uh, and and the question is, you know, what do they do now? Um, on the topic of Sean Miller, we'll, we'll start there. Uh, as you said, we don't have conc- we don't have much concrete information. What we seem to know based on the people, the actual insiders, the people that actually report, is that they did talk that Sean Miller is slash was interested. Uh, As you said, in the one public statement he made, he never refuted that he was interested as opposed to two years ago. So by all accounts, he is or was interested in the job and they talked and then things fell apart. It's possible Sean Miller backed out. It seems more likely based on reporting that Pitt backed out and more likely that it was due to uh, general counsel and and legal ramifications not wanting to take the risk, Uh, but we we don't know for sure. What we do know is that that's at least an option. It is an option that Pitt could restart these talks with Sean Miller because we know that, at the very least, he's interested. We don't know if he would leave for sure, but he's interested. Uh, so starting there, I mean, do you think it is now that Hurley has said no? Because when all this Sean Miller stuff was happening initially, Hurley was still an option Thad motto wasn't totally out of it, and now his name hasn't been brought up in a long time. Uh, so I think Tom Crean still might have been an option. So now that that maybe some of the, the big names are off the board, would you be willing to take the risk if you were pit on Sean Miller?
1: I think at some point you, you might get to that point. I think you still kind of look and try to find a young young guy that you like with some upside that's clean from the FBI. But if everyone turns you down... Um, I think you go to a point and say, "Yeah, I, I think we have to." I mean, I, I mean, if you're Heather like, it's like, "Are we going to sell tickets next year?" No. Will Sean Miller sell tickets next year? Yes. So at some point, it might get to that, because uh, at, at one point, uh, you know, I I think during the week, right after he said no, he's not coming. Like Deadspin came out with an article, and the, I didn't even read it, but the headline just said. Sean Miller not desperate enough to go to Pittsburgh then someone quote tweeted it I think it was Sean Gentile of uh, the Post-Gazette he said Pittsburgh's not desperate enough to hire Sean Miller yet so at some point Pittsburgh might be desperate enough to make that happen so I think at some point you always have to keep it in the back of your mind and the thing with Sean Miller is he has a lot of backing from a lot of influential people at Pitt I we still, like I said, we'll never know what happened with this Sean Miller thing. We don't even know if it's really that close. But what we do know is, uh, you know, apparently it wasn't just Heather Lake that shut it down. I think she brought it to the table and people above her pay grade shut it down. So, But uh, at the same time, a lot of people that donate money to the basketball program, they like Sean Miller. They love the idea of bringing the Golden Sun home. And it's a weird situation. I'm sure... I'm sure other fan bases probably look at it and say, "There's no way Sean Miller is even considering it," and even I have doubts about it. But at the same time, there are people that'll swear to you that he wants the job and would take it today if offered.
0: And and I I'm leaning towards that based on what I believe in reporting and, and things like that. I mean, there there's there's been a whole lot of smoke, uh, and way more than two years ago saying that, and and by the way, and it makes sense saying that he would want the Pitt job. I mean, two years ago, he had the program rolling and there were no issues. You know, now he's had a couple very disappointing years in the NCAA tournament. The people at Arizona aren't happy with him, plus the FBI stuff. I, I mean, he's, uh, he's wounded at the moment. So it, it would make sense that he would be certainly more interested than two years ago, and, and probably that he would uh, leave Arizona for Pitt, even though from an outsider's perspective, you might think that's ridiculous, but. Uh, based on everything that's happening, I mean, his assistant coach is going to jail or is in jail or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I, there's a, there's a good chance he does want a fresh start. Um, my thinking is, I don't know as much as Heather like and general counsel at Pitt does. They have gone through all of this stuff, you know, with, with the FBI and, and any possible ramifications, they've gone through it all. I don't know nearly as much as them. Based on what I would uh, gather from all the other candidates, I think the one very clear option above Sean Miller in my eyes is Eric Musselman of Nevada. I think you got to go all out and try to get him. Now, if he says no, if he wants to go to the Pac-12, then okay. But I think you have to go have to go absolutely all out to try to get him. Offer him the three point two that you would have given Dan Hurley. If he says no then I like Miller with the risk more than I like the other names that are out there. Kevin Willard, Nate Oates, Mark Schmidt, things like that. So I think, again, in my eyes, Eric Musselman is number one. After that, I think it's worth the risk of Sean Miller. Now, I don't know what they know at, uh, at Pitt Legal. I don't know if it's that bad, if it's that good. I, I don't know. But based on my opinion, I would say go hard after Eric Musselman. If that doesn't work out, then yeah, I'd be willing to roll the dice with Sean Miller over some of the the backup options. What do, what do you say? What what do you think should be number 1 on Pitt's board right now?
1: Well, the thing I I'm, I'm concerned with Musselman is I think he's also slightly tied into the FBI probe with his uh when he was an assistant at LSU, so I don't know if he's entirely clean cuz LSU they were bringing in some top flight players while he was there. So I I mean if you're gonna take the risk of someone that's dirty you might as well just take it with Sean Miller rather than Muscleman, because there are there they they do say he he eyes a a Pac twelve job I you know I heard he has a house in the Bay Area that's paid off that he likes so you know if you're gonna hire someone that's maybe dirty that might you know might get tied into this might have a uh, might bring sanctions or whatever you might as well just go Miller but I, I I'm I'm still in the camp of probably overpaying for Nate Oates. I think you kind of look at this situation right now with Pitt. You might not be able to attract another Power Five coach to come take this job just because it's such a rebuild. At this point, the fan base doesn't want someone over, you know, over fifty, over fifty-five, like Mark Schmidt or Tim Cluess, as good as they are. That's not what you know the fan base has perceived. They need. They perceive they either need a big name or a guy with a high ceiling, a young guy. Uh, and I think that's Nate Oates to a T. Um, he's done great work, you know, two years, two out of three, he's taken Buffalo to the tournament. I know a lot of people credit Danny Hurley for, you know, arc being the architect of Buffalo, but when he left, he took Buffalo's best player and, you know, Oates still got to the tournament. Then three years later, you know, this team, they just killed Sean Miller's team in the tournament, like absolutely dismantled them and they look great doing it you know he has a couple four-star recruits already lined up to go to Buffalo next year I mean this guy looks like you know it, he's the guy this would be like hiring Danny Hurley last year before he blows up that's how I feel Nate Oates is I think he's he's due for another twenty twenty-five win season and someone else is going to give him a big offer so it, it's a risk it's a gamble but like sometimes in Pitt's situation you know th- how Pitt even became good at basketball, it's, you know, they hired Ben Howland from Northern Arizona. Sometimes you just kind of have to go that route. And I think a guy like Oates, I think it's a similar route. Um, High risk, high reward though.
0: That's fair. Uh, I, I, I like Nate Oates. I think he's a, he's a good coach and I think he'd be a very good option for Pitt. He's not my first option. Um, I think, I, I mean, there are, I think there's a difference between Sean Miller level of, murky when it comes to like FBI stuff and then the next level which would be like maybe Kevin Willard maybe Eric Musselman where like yeah there maybe sort of kind of was a name mentioned but not to the level of Sean Miller I mean in Musselman's case he was an assistant coach and they, they never have responsibility when it I mean if it was directly involved but I'm saying with Sean Miller even if he wasn't directly involved there's the chance of like Lack of institutional control, that sort of thing. An assistant coach has never handed that responsibility, and no one has mentioned Musselman as the assistant coach at LSU was directly involved uh, in any shady stuff. So, you know, yeah, there might be like a little bit of smoke there, but not really. Kevin Willard. There was one recruit, Isaiah Whitehead, with Seton Hall, but you know, it's it not not neither one is nearly to the point of Sean Miller, who like there were reports that he was fired, and you know, it really. Some some uh, risky stuff going on there, um, so you know I, I think I'm of the belief that Sean Miller is more risky than someone like Musselman or Willard. Uh, Willard I think is a solid backup option. Musselman, like I said, I would go number one for him, go all out. I have no idea if he would be interested. Uh, if he would, you but but it's a little bit odd that at least the name hasn't been floated, if not at least to get a raise and an extension at Nevada to try to get some traction. You know, if Arizona opens up with Sean Miller or something like that, um, because it seems like a- after their their run uh, to the to the Sweet Sixteen and barely losing to the team of destiny that we all love, Loyola Chicago, it seems like. That's the hot name. Uh and sort of like Dan Hurley was. And and so I think you go after that. But then after that, I mean again the name Thadmata, that's sort of gone away. So after that, then there's a bit of a drop-off. Kevin Willard, we think, is interested. I know when initially it came out when when Sean Miller was still an option, when Dan Hurley was still an option, people were were unhappy. I've always insisted I think it would be a solid option. Not great, it's no one's first choice. But you're not going to get Dan Hurley, and if you can't get Sean Miller, then, then you know, I think, uh, for to me, it's about a toss-up between Nate Oates and Kevin Willard in in that area. Um, I'd be very happy with either as not my first choice, but I think a good basketball coach that I'm confident would do a good job. Um, I might prefer Nate Oates just slightly, um, but, you know, I think guys like that are, are who you – kind of have to look to it at this point. I mean, you could try Ed Cooley at Providence, but I doubt he's going to leave. You could try Earl Grant, Earl Grant from Charleston, though he just signed a five-year extension, though Nate Oates just signed a, an extension two weeks ago. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, I, those are the names that you have to look at um, and, and try for that. You know, after that, if you get really desperate, then maybe you go out, you know, all again for Sean Miller, maybe... You have to look at the lower tier of coaches like Mark Schmidt or or Joe Dooley at uh, at Florida Gulf Coast or or someone like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look there there's there are a good amount of coaches. But if Dan Hurley was number one and Sean Miller was number two, if neither one says no, then there are going to be some fans that aren't thrilled, and that's just how it's gonna be. People are gonna have to you know get a little bit resigned to the fact that it might be someone who's maybe not as proven like Nate Oates again, who I like a lot, but you know, it's, it's not the first choice. It might be someone like Kevin Willard who has been very good the past three years. He was unimpressive before that. Uh, you know, it, it might just have to be someone like that. Uh, and I think that's okay. I think there are still good options out there. I don't think it's time to panic. I don't think it's time for anyone to, to jump ship. Uh, I, I think there are still plenty of good names out there. They're, they, they they are not number one, but there are good names, and I think that's fine. And there's a good chance Pitt's gonna end up with a good coach. Uh and then none of this search will matter.
1: Yeah, I mean I think at this point what Pitt needs is just to not hire a retread in his fifties. Uh I think that's all it is. Um there's probably gonna be some unproven guys and there's gonna be, you know, fractions of the fan base that you know, don't understand that Pitt probably can't get the best coach in the world, that they're going to have to take some unproven guys. And, I mean, I, I think that, you know, that is what it is. You might not win the press conference with Sean Miller or Dan Hurley, but if you get an up-and-coming 40-year-old coach that has some upside, I mean, that's that might be what it's going to be. So, it is what it is. I I, you know just because they don't get Sean Miller and Dan Hurley, this isn't a failure. I think that's what people need to remember. Um, That was always, those were both not long shots, but like those were the dream hires. Like if you could have pulled one of those off, then it would have been a big deal. But once you get past those two, like it's not the end. I mean, I think people forget what this is all about. And the whole thing is about getting rid of Kevin Stallings. And, you know, if you were so, ready to get rid of Kevin Stallings, but you only wanted Sean Miller, or Dan Hurley, then you might as well have just kept Kevin Stallings. But if you're really, really, really wanted to get rid of him, there are plenty of options out there that you'll like. I think, I think this town can be tough on basketball because they don't know much basketball outside of, you know, what, the ACC and Pitt. there's good basketball played all over the country. Uh, There's good basketball played at the mid-major level. There are good coaches everywhere. There are NBA assistants out there. There are college assistants out there. There are a lot of good people that know what they're talking about when it, when it comes to college basketball. So just because he's not Sean Miller doesn't mean he's a good coach. So I think Pitt will do a fine job. I think they'll find someone. um, I mean, they're still, they can still screw it up. I mean, we saw the other day, the reaction of them, Almost hiring Mark Schmidt. It's not that Mark Schmidt's a bad coach. He's coming off a great year. He coaches at a very tough place to win in a you know in a mid-major conference, and he did a, he did a great job this year. But it's just the fact that if you're going to spend nine million dollars to get rid of Kevin Stallings to hire probably a lesser version of Kevin Stallings, then you know what's the point? So it, I don't think anything against Mark Schmidt was personal. I think it's just that I think Pitt has decided they need a big name coach, which is looking less and less likely by the day, or they need a young up and coming coach with some energy that'll, you know, talk a big game, maybe be a little cocky, maybe be a little arrogant, but will get the job done. And I think that's somebody the city can get behind. I mean, you look at what Pitt hired as a football coach. Pat Narduzzi was an assistant at Michigan state. Michigan state's a good program. It's not Alabama. It's not Ohio state. It was the assistant at Michigan state. Not everyone in the country knew about him, but you know, in you know three or four short years, Narduzzi's a pretty beloved guy, and he hasn't even won big yet. So, I mean, you don't have to have this great success right off the bat, but if you can, you know, win a couple recruiting battles, be funny on Twitter, connect with the fan base, I think that's the big thing for the next coach.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, I, I think uh, that's just that's sort of where you are. Um, I mean, for for me, I, I think. You know, there there are a couple names still at the top, but after that, then then yeah, I mean, uh, you you might get you might end up with a guy like Nate Oates or Kevin Willard or Ed Cooley or Earl Grant and or Joe Dooley and and all those, I think would be good options. Uh, and and ultimately. None of this will matter. Like I said, neither of us think this is like a botch search or anything like that. They had a top option; it didn't work out, but they did all they could to do it. And then there's there's option one A, as he's called, Sean, Sean Miller, and it it might be too risky. At least at this, you know, that as Sean Gentile put it on Twitter, Pitt is not yet desperate enough to hire Sean Miller. They might get there soon, you know. If they go after Eric Musselman, if he says no, if Nate Oates is wanting too much money, then maybe you just go for Sean Miller. Uh, but at this point, they're not there yet. Anything can happen, and we'll come back and we'll record another episode in a couple days, whenever this is all. Uh, we assume it'll it'll be this week that uh, that that Pitt comes up with a coach. Uh, so so when that happens. We'll come back and we'll when when it's reported that Pitt is is hiring a guy, we'll come back and we'll talk about it and and we'll break it all down. But we wanted to get an episode in here about the search and and you know, for anyone who's panicking, there's no reason to 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 be jumping off any ledges. Pitt has done what they can and they've done a good job thus far, and it's taking a little bit longer than maybe we'd all like. But that's just how it is, and and things are fine. And ultimately, Kevin Stallings was horrible at Pitt. Uh He was 0-19 last year. There was no hope. There was no enthusiasm. So whoever they bring in will be better. And that's, you know, for, for the people who were jumping off a bridge at the idea of Kevin Willard or... Now, I, I don't want someone like Mark Schmidt or John Becker necessarily, but, but even that, uh, you can't get worse. Maybe you don't get too much better if it's someone like Mark Schmidt, but you certainly cannot get worse. You literally cannot get worse than what Kevin uh, Stallings did last year. So I just, I think both of us would advise pit fans who might be panicking just take a deep breath, let this play itself out. When we start hearing some names in the coming days, then then we'll go from there. But everything's been fine from here on out. It, it's long, but it's just a normal coaching search with names being thrown out left and right. And we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. And like I said, we'll be back in a couple days when there's some more news to go off of. Uh, and, and we'll talk about all that. But until then, uh, for Jim Hammett, I'm Corey Cohen. Both, you know, pretty... Uh, We're trusting the process. What can we say? We're trusting the process here at Unscripted. Uh, We want to thank you so much. Uh, You can find Jim on Twitter at Jim Hammett. I'm at Corey E. Cohen. Keep it tuned to Cardiac Hill for some great uh, reporting. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back in a couple days when we have some more concrete news. See you next time.